Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth. Professional wrestling, the era of the franchise, the era of the ECW. And the franchise, Shane Douglas. Well, you want the lowdown on professional wrestling, get it right here at this podcast, Extreme Three-Way Dance. <laughs> All right, stop. Now, before you walk in the door to slicker store and try to get money out the drawer, you better think of the consequence. Who are you? I'm your mother conscience. That's nonsense. Go in, gaffle the money, and run to one of your aunt's cribs and borrow a damn dress and one of her brown wigs. Telling you need a place to stay. You'll be safe for days if you shave your legs with Renee's razor blades. Yeah, but if it all goes What's up, Connection? Welcome to the most extreme menage of trois violence you'll ever experience here on the Extreme Three-Way Dance. We're covering the history of ECW wrestling. Myself, Jenny, and Matt. And, of course, we are here on the North-South Connection. We're bringing you tons of great content each and every day, both audio and video, and also across all of our social media, where myself and Ryan Gray are currently counting down every single WrestleMania match ever, all 402 of them in short format, all one minute or less. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook Reels, and YouTube Shorts, so be sure to subscribe. Join in on the countdown, weigh in with your thoughts, where we right, where we wrong, or mostly right, a little bit wrong. Uh, so let us know your thoughts on that. And of course, all of our other shows, including this one that airs both on all podcast apps in audio form and on YouTube and video form as well. We have tons of great shows on both. So get subscribed here in 2024. Spread the love, spread the word. We appreciate you. And I appreciate my co-hosts here as we are into another calendar year of ECW 1999. It is pay-per-view night. We're covering guilty as charged, Matt. And Jenny, how are you both feeling? And are you ready for some pay-per-view action? I am guilty as charged for partying in 1999. We're all guilty as charged here, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Depends being... on the charges, maybe. Yeah, maybe for being too extreme. Mm. Perhaps that sounds like us. Yeah. My brand new shirt. Look at you! Wow. All right. Let's kick things off. Paul Heyman is in the back, and he's in a little booth, and he welcomes us to the show. It looked like a, I don't know, like a, I don't say like a toll booth. That was kind of weird. It was like a little window. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a utility, utility closet or something. He's like leaning out of a window. It's like, give us a burger and some fries or something. Uh, he welcomes us to the show. He thanks the fans that purchased the event to show our gratitude that not can be like the other guys that jerk you around. I don't know if you've heard that line before. They'll tell you the truth. The card is going to be changed. Masato Tanaka is not here from Japan to take out Rob Van Dam. Jerry Lynn's fractured pelvis did not heal properly, and he will not give a half-assed performance. They want us to give a Jerry Lynn match when he's at his full strength, and that will happen against Rob Van Dam on March 21st at Living Dangerously. So tonight they're going to shuffle the deck. They'll bring us the best show that they can. He has never believed in a locker room like he does this one. It's hardworking. The best athletes in the world that care the most about ECW. They'll break every rule in the business to give us every dollar's worth, and we'll be guilty as charged. Uh, I, I, this is pretty good. I mean, look, 
you got to fire up the troops. You got to lay it out there. They're being honest and open in a business that generally throws the uh, card subject to change, you know, sneakiness out there. So good on them to just be upfront about it. I'm guessing Tajiri's, I mean, uh, Tanaka's either hurt or, I don't know, just travel issues, whatever the reason is. He's not here. Uh, so we do lose that match with RVD that was looking to be great. We're going to lose our uh, Lynn and Storm as well, uh, which sucks. But um, it is what it is. You know, they have the talent and the ability to shuffle on the fly. And uh, I, I liked that they did it this way and that they didn't just try and explain it as they're going. I like that Paul just kind of laid it out up, to, up front. I mean, sure, I'll give that to Paul. I mean, look, it's hard when Paul talks to you in the camera for you not to be, like, in love with him and, like, right. believe everything that he says. So it's fine. It's totally fine. I mean, I was looking forward to that fucking RVD match. Um, so that's sort of annoying. And also Jerry Lynn. So, oh, like, I appreciate it, but also it's it's sort of a bitter pill to swallow. And also, a crushed pelvis sounds like a very sexy injury. Probably not if you have it, because that sounds like it sucks if you have one of those. But it, but it sounds sexy the way you got it. I see. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the, you know, car crash that he probably actually got it in. But, you, or, you know. You know. Or somebody landed on him wrong in the ring. But anyway, it sounds like a sex injury is what I'm saying. <laughs> I Oh, I see. I see. Well, um, he is hurt, and he is out. Matty, yeah. quick thoughts on the Heyman thing before we... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a huge bummer that, that those matches aren't going to happen. But like you, I, I appreciate that they're... Like, they could have easily just done an angle or something on the pay-per-view and, you know, done it that way. But I like that they're just telling us, hey, they're not here, deal with it, basically. So, yeah. I probably would have been mad if they tried to do it during the show. Uh... Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, if they tried to explain it on the fly with Joey, oh, here's he's not here. Sorry. Here's the like just doing yeah. it right out of the gate and set the tone. I think was the way That's to do better. it. Better. Yeah. Especially because you're you're paid. You know what I mean? Like. Right. So it's it's different if it had been um, just TV or an arena show or whatever. But like you know, they have a ton of people paying for the pay per view. Mm -hmm. I think you have to be upfront about it and and just lay it out. So they do, and we do. We get our opening animation. We then head to the ring for our opening match. And because it features the full-blooded Italians, it brings us into our Italian lesson of the week. And tonight's word is finito. Uh. Benito, she said sadly. Hmm. It means the end. It means it's over. Hmm. It means uh, final, mm -hmm. finished, finite. Uh, because this is going to be our last Italian lesson of the week. Look, I'm just out of shit to teach. Uh, but also, the FBI is going to be going through some changes. It's going to be different. Uh, we, you know, we're running the Italian lesson of the week for a lot of years here on the Extreme Three Way Dance. We've learned some really great words. We simply uh, can't learn any more Italian. That's it. That's it. I think but I taught you the entire vocabulary now. and history. Yeah. You know everything. Um, so I'll be on the is. next flight to Italy to yeah, yeah. learn all so, those words. Yeah. Hopefully, you all uh, enjoyed the uh, Italian lesson of the week through its history. We'll still play the song. I think when the FBI comes out. But. Fangul. All right, let's head to the ring. 
Our opening match is the FBI taking on Danny Doring and Roadkill, our usual heaters. The FBI dance to the <laughs> ring. We're, we're expanding. We got Tracy Smothers. We got Little Guido. We got Tommy Rich. We got Big Guido. We got Big Sally Graziano. Uh, the whole crew is here. Doring and Roadkill are already in the ring, ready to go. Joey gives a full explanation of what we have going on. Well done to get rolling. Doring and Guido kick things off. Doring's tight, tight say muffin ass. Uh, we get some lockups, some clean breaks, some stalling, and some bullshit. Suddenly, big balls hits, and out comes Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney with chairs. Joey says they're not scheduled for this card, but the crowd is happy to see them. Axel says it looks like a homosexual dance party and says maybe they can turn this into a three-way dance elimination style. Balls and Axel get in the ring. All six guys brawl, pairing off. Roadkill takes a hard chair shot to the floor as Guido and Doring trade strikes and covers in the ring. We swap around. Smothers and Balls are battling as Axel smashes Roadkill with the chair again. Joey says Axel is the most underrated wrestler in the business. Balls Amen. bounces. Balls bounces Smothers around the ring and clotheslines him outside. Balls unloads a wild plancha off the top into a group on the ground to a big pop while Axel beats on Roadkill. Roadkill turns the tide. It's an avalanche, but Axel comes back with a lariat. Smothers knocks Axel outside. Roadkill catches him with sidewalk slam. Smothers comes fighting back. Roadkill catches him. It's a power slam and it heads up top. It's a huge big splash across the ring in an impressive leap. Doring and Guido come in. Doring cleans house on the FBI. It heads up top. It's a top rope leg drop. Joey says he calls that the teabag. Doring <laughs> and Roadkill hit a heart attack on Guido, but Rich breaks up the pin with the flag and the FBI finish off Doring with a double fisherman's buster in a nice spot. The FBI dump Axel to the floor. They ride balls to the mat for a near fall. FBI continue to pound balls, but can't finish balls off. Axel's back up, heats up, cleans out all the FBI. Balls bounces back, hits the nutcracker sweet on Smothers. Axel hits his finisher on Smothers as well. Uh, on Guido, I should say, and they both cover to win. Sal and Guido come in. Uh, big Sal and Big Guido come in. They eat stereo chair shots and crumble down, and that is that. So a fine little showcase opener, I thought. Never stopped. Just kind of chugged along. Good call to stick balls and Axel here to get the pop and bring some energy to things. Jenny went two and a quarter on this opener. I like this a lot. Um, a lot of quotes from Joey and others. Uh, angry Amish warrior is always good. And chicken plucker. And, um, I, you know, we had talked about how the tag division was looking kind of slim. And now all of a sudden, it seems kind of re-energized mm -hmm. you know we had three whole last tag teams out there doing it so um maybe looks a little better that way um little guido i thought was like kind of angry in this match he, he had a little extra something going on like thought he had some extra snap to him and also that that fucking big ass splash by roadkill was surprising mm -hmm. as hell i enjoyed that a lot mm -hmm. um I like the finish, so I did two and a half, Matt. Yeah, I went two and a half on it to uh, FBI. They're always great at opening this show with them and their eight members or ten members. It's like the fucking Wu-Tang Clan with the amount of people <laughs> they have out there now. Good Lord. But it's a it's a fun opener. Like, the crowd was red hot for it. Uh, we get a, a, you, a you fuck sheep chant from the crowd mm -hmm. uh, directed towards Roadkill mm -hmm. at one point, which was uh, certainly interesting, but. Yeah, it, it's a really fun opener. Like uh, rotten balls have been great. FBI is, FBI is like perfect in this spot. Honestly, mm -hmm. just uh, kind of like what we saw a little bit with uh, Meanie and Nova. How they're kind of perfect. Like same thing. It's the FBI. The FBI is kind of made for this spot, and they're always they always kill it with these opening matches. So I went two and a half on it. Fun opener. All right. 
Terry Funk is in the locker room. He says his daddy had a jackass that he loved and cared for it. But one day his dad wasn't looking and the jackass kicked him in the nuts. So he sent Terry to get a knife and the dad slit the jackass's throat. And he said, payback is hell, son. Terry says, dreamers just like the jackass. And when he kicked Terry in the nuts using the scumbag piece of garbage, Jake Roberts, instead of him as a tag team partner, he's the one that looks at Tommy like a son. It is payback time. He'll find out how much blood Tommy has in his body as he juices him big time. He hates Jake Roberts' guts. He's a son of a bitch. And Tommy will see that Terry is a son of a bitch too. And payback will come from now until the day Tommy dies. Funk kicks out the cameraman. And uh, I thought, Matt, this is a pretty fantastic Terry Funk promo. Oh, yeah. I mean, that line where he said he's going to find out how much blood he has in that body of his. <laughs> just a fantastic, you banana nose egg sucking dog. <laughs> just a great line out of him. So I have a jackass. <laughs> Your dad fucking killing What's wrong with your dad? What are you doing? It's not a sport. What's wrong with you? Like, so I mean, just great stuff from like I, Funk's been great during this. He was a little mm-hmm. iffy when he first came back at November. Yeah, November, he's figuring it out now. Since since then, he's just been on fire with this stuff. So it's it's been awesome to see him just lose his mind like this. So I think I said last time that I was feeling very sympathetic towards old funk and i was worried about his mental health um but this promo really turned me around on that because, uh look it, it was a classic sort of promo it was you know yeah. it had that tall tale kind of thing going on and um he just tells it so perfectly and it's just amazing stuff to watch like he's and it's 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 you can believe so it either brilliant. way like it could yes, be right yes i believe his daddy had a yeah. jackass oh yeah and that he slit its throat and um yeah i i get how much how much he hates jake too which mm-hmm. i feel like was missing a little bit in their previous encounter. yeah they didn't really explain that out of the they game right? that, yeah right? he, so, just, he never really said it that he was just mad no, that he, he picked jake over him <laughs> like, right. like they, they never were like super clear with that and maybe that was the goal was to like make like terry not want to admit the problem um mm-hmm. but it probably would have helped early on uh, with some of mm. it just to say Spill like yeah it out. So this, his problem this really... is he felt yeah felt ignored yeah. by his protege and and even though he had tell, told tommy you know uh, i'm gonna sit it out for a little bit but right. it's like he can never stay retired it's like don't expect me to stay retired when i say i'm gonna stay retired right right <laughs> yeah of course um, i'm not gonna it's like crazy but it's really helped as far as um easing some of my sympathetic feelings towards him right well, speaking of crazy, our next match is going to be a doozy as Yoshihiro Tajiri takes on Super Crazy. Super Crazy's out first. He's fired up. Shobi gives a history of the rivalry, so Super Crazy is one of the few Lucha stars that's willing to unmask. Tajiri hits the ring as Joey gives his background. Joey shouts out Mike Johnson and Chris Woodward from OneWrestling.com for the notes of this match. Mm. We start with a lockup and a clean break. We quickly go to a flurry of chain moves. Crazy gets a leaping DDT. Tajiri comes right back with nasty kicks and a lethal seed to drop kick. Crazy's rattled and dazed. He gets up and charges into a chop. Bites until Tajiri hits two stiff drop kicks to the knee. Cranks on the leg. Tajiri knocks Crazy outside. Meets him with a perfect acai. Tajiri levels Super Crazy with a hard kick. Hooks the tarantula. Super Crazy comes back with a springboard drop kick to send Tajiri outside. Flies into him with a somersault plancha at an insane velocity. Crazy slams to Jerry. He has a nice moonsault off the railing. Back inside, Crazy twists into a surfboard. Yanks him back into a dragon sleeper in a very nasty submission spot. 
Crazy stomps away. Tajiri comes back with an arm drag and a drop kick to the knee. Crazy bails out. Tajiri meets him with a cross body off the top. Back inside, Crazy gets two at a lob body straw. Tajiri counters into one of his own for two. Super Crazy slaps and chops and hits a moonsault for two, is, then knocks Tajiri outside, meets him with a tope conilo. Back inside, Crazy gets two on a missile drop kick, hits a tornado DDT, clotheslines Tajiri down, hits an inverted tornado DDT for two. Tajiri counters a powerbomb into a DDT. Crazy misses a corkscrew press, eats a hard seated drop kick. Tajiri heads up top, hits a sunset flip powerbomb for two. Crazy comes back with a Rana for two, a Tiger Bomb for two. Tajiri counters another Tiger Bomb, hits his own into a rolling leg split. They both fight up and trade strikes. Tajiri then twists into a dragon suplex into a bridge to pick up the win. Joey confirms that both guys have signed ECW contracts and will be on future pay-per-view events. A wild match, the speed of crazy, stiffness of Tajiri are both elite. They mesh so well. Both guys are fantastic. Massive additions to the roster. They have the charisma and work rate. Great spotlight match, especially down the stretch with the near falls. I went three and three quarters, Jenny. Uh, tremendous um, first outing for these two guys together. You know, I did the four stars. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I couldn't right hold back on it. It was so great. Um, and I feel like this is this is Tajiri is the kind of wrestler where I feel like my vocabulary for him is inadequate. Does that make sense? Like if we're gonna be talking about him for another you know, year or so on this. I don't know how many times I can say he's just fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> I feel like I've already said it a billion times and he's just kind of debuted, but he really just has had that impact on me as a wrestler in the ECW right now. Like he's, there's, like I said, there's something about his face. The strikes are so impactful. The kicks are so sharp. Like he's just like on this weird other level yeah. um, that, I, I'm ready for the RVD match already, if that makes sense. Like, I'm ready to move him right up the card because I want to see him with everybody. Mm -hmm. um, great match. Four stars, Maddie. Yeah, uh, I went three and three quarter stars. Uh, fantastic stuff. The pace is ridiculous. I mean, it's a 10-minute match. I don't think they stopped once <laughs> during the no. entire thing. Just crazy pace. The moves they were throwing out there, too. It's not like they were just, you know, they're throwing chops. They're doing planches. They're diving all over the place. It's just, it's fucking great to see. And that finish was fantastic. That spinning bow and arrow into that dragon suplex was mm -hmm. so fan fantastic stuff. And, like, stuff that... I mean, you were seeing some of this stuff with the cruiserweights in WCW, but not at this pace. Like, they weren't moving this fast. A lot of those matches had, had like, a, a, a pace to it, but not like this. I mean, these guys, they're right. just nonstop for 10 minutes. Just crazy. Pardon the pun. Crazy stuff. So, mm -hmm. just a great match here. Uh, give me more of this. Give me all of this. Uh, wrestle every fucking week. I don't care. Three and three quarter. Well, I like that Joey called out they had contracts because – I think you're assuming some of this pay-per-view audience doesn't get the TV, right? Like, so they may not see this audience again until March. Oh, so right. I like that he calls that out. He's like, listen, they're going to be on other pay-per-views. So if you order it tonight, mm -hmm. order the next one, because these guys are uh, contracted out. They're not just going to come and go. So, mm -hmm. right. That was cool. All right. Back to the ring we go is John Cronus is here looking crazy as ever. Yeah. Hits the ring. Uh, Jeff Jones follows him out. He is dressed up as a judge and says the judge is here. Jones grabs the mic. Joey says he didn't even finish preschool. He couldn't pass a urine test. That was <laughs> Jones says in a land where our president is on trial, he's already decided that Bill Clinton is, and this is timely, I guess, guilty as charged. 
in a land where OJ Simpson runs free, he is guilty as charged. And tonight, John Cronus is in his courtroom to face charges that last week in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, Cronus hit him with a 450 splash. Jones says he is the judge and jury, and for the crime of assault, Cronus is guilty as charged. And now that he's been sentenced, he will face Jones's executioner, a man that is psycho that will hand out vicious justice. Cronus says nobody's crazy enough to play with him, and Jonas says Jones says he is the man. And out comes Sid to a huge pop. Sid gets in the ring, no sells a punch, choke slams Cronus from the apron uh, or from inside the ring, over the ropes, over the apron, through a table. Sid batters him with a chair, finishes him with a powerbomb to a massive pop. Sid soaks up the moment as Joey says Cronus needs a squeegee, which is a funny <laughs> line. Uh, we get uh, just a squash shitty, an infamous Sid moment and reaction. I went two stars. Uh, but again, Matt, it's more about the moment than the match. Um, this is the payoff to Joey's tease on TV last week about the monster that's coming before he said to WCW. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an all-time moment. I, I think it's funny. It's like, it's a good little um, example of sometimes of those hardcore smarky fans, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we see it a lot. So, like, the type of fans that would shit talk Sid for years for being shitty in the ring and this and that mm -hmm. and then shit themselves as soon as he shows up um in their little <laughs> building so i thought it was pretty funny uh, when you look at it in that scope and that stuff like that continues on to today uh for sure but uh anyway great moment all time uh and they i thought they executed it perfectly uh uh five stars for me on this now uh right? but just good god this was fucking great i mean that bump that Cronus takes through the ringside table is unbelievable. Just got just right out of the gate. You're going through this fucking mm -hmm. table. Stop me. <laughs> like it's good luck. Just fantastic stuff. Just awesome squash. I mean, Sid obviously known for his squashes and mm -hmm. this is probably one of his best that I've seen. So, I mean, I went two and a half on it, which is probably too high for a nice. squash. <laughs> God damn. I love this. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Sid Mark confirmed. Yeah, um, I'm, you're not wrong. I I even liked Judge Jeff Jones. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he did all right. He, you know, you you put your vicious in there and your psychos in there, and you mm -hmm. you know, kind of build it up. He did he did a good job. And the Lord the Pop when he hit hit that thing, boy, it was something else. And I love Cronus in this spot too for the squash. I think that's. Yeah, it's a good it's choice. Kind of, it's kind of perfect for me. Like, I really like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did two stars. It's yeah, I mean, great. he's like a badass enough to right. yeah. uh, make it look good, but also doesn't matter if he gets the shit kicks at him. It's mm -hmm. like, who cares? Um, all right, so we'll see if Sid is back or if it's a one-timer. Uh, we get a video package for our main event, Taz and Shane Douglas. Joey's in the nest. He says the specter of Sabu hangs over the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the main event, and he sends us to the ring for the Dudley boys, who are not scheduled in action. The Dudleys come out with Joel Gertner and Sign Guy. Bubba rants on the way down, stalking to the ring to booze. Devon introduces Gertner, who runs through his full shtick, works in some Disney references, including banging Daisy Duck. He gives <laughs> some wild intros to the whole crew. It's really impressive uh, by Gertner to nail all of this with no, no ring cards mm -hmm. or anything. Uh, Bubba says they have no match. They're not supposed to be on the pay-per-view. The fans don't deserve them. But any man in the crowd or back who wants to fight Dudleyville style, come on out. Natural born killers hits. Out comes New Jack with a bucket of toys. Joey says, you don't ever issue an open challenge in ECW. 
New Jack points to the curtain, and behind him is Spike Dudley dressed as a gangsta with more weapons to set up our match, which is going to be New Jack and Spike Dudley versus the Dudleys. Um, but any quick thoughts on the, the Dudleys promo before we get going here? Matt, did you write down any of these quotes? Did I write down any of I these quotes? I knew you did. My God. I didn't uh, hear them. Let's see. Uh, first of all, uh, Gertner's crotch is the ha happiest place on earth. Uh, he makes Minnie Mouse's panties wet. Uh, last night, he helped Daisy Duck fulfill her dream as she took one for the team, and I made her squeal and scream as I filled her full of cream. Uh, the, the bacon in her eggs, the man for whom she begs, and the man between her legs. Uh, his name is Joel. Uh, I shoot out a full condom filler, and it tastes like vanilla. Gertner. That's the most ridiculous amount of words put together yeah. that I've ever heard. It's a thing. That was seen human being. Yeah. I mean, I was on the floor. Like, <laughs> she was iconic. And he sells it. Like, he's so fucking good at it, too. Mm -hmm. Like, all the confidence just comes mm -hmm. out. And then like, having it memorized to me is like it was nope. stunning. Yeah. It, I think it's the the best intro I've ever seen them do. Like, and yeah. I've seen a fucking shit ton of them. Yeah. But like this, this one had me just rolling. <laughs> yeah. All right, things get ugly right away. The weapons are flying. The Dudley skulls are being crushed. Dick gets slapped around, shoved outside as Jack and Spike punish Bubba and Devon. Natural Born Kill is still blaring. Devon and New Jack head outside. Spike works over Bubba in the ring with Arana. Her right hand. Spike is mauling his brother. New Jack scraps to Devon outside. Bubba turns the tide with a wicked cookie sheet to the face in a nasty spot. The tide fully turns as Bubba beats on Spike with abandon, press slams him into the front row. Devon takes over on New Jack. Spike's dead body is crowd surfed around to Bubba beats him <laughs> at the ramp and drags him back. Bubba spikes, uh, slams Spike over the railing and into the crowd again. Devon and New Jack are beating each other senseless. Spike crawls back and claws at Bubba's face on the ramp as New Jack chokes out Devon with a cord. Spike heads back in the ring, resets with New Jack, hands him a guitar. Spike has a ukulele. The Dudleys come in with chairs, but they whiff. Spike and New Jack level Dick with the guitars. He goes stiff to limp very quickly after that. Dudleys come back with chairs. They bash Spike and New Jack. New Jack gets chucked to the ramp. Bubba mauls Spike with a super Bubba bomb and sits in a trance. New Jack regroups. He beats on Devon on the ramp. He meets Bubba and smacks him with a pan. Devon hits Bubba by accident. They recover, hit New Jack with the 3D on the ramp. In the ring, Spike gets an acid drop on Dick and Devon and Bubba. Spike goes low on Dick, but Dick blocks a second acid drop. He throws Spike down, eats a 3D, and the Dudleys win the match. They beat out Spike and New Jack with weapons after the match while Devon is preaching. Bubba proclaims that New Jack and Spike are dead. He runs through all the wrestlers they've destroyed and injured and ran off and issues a challenge to the public enemy to show up at ECW Arena on January 16th to fight them because no one else can. Fun brawl on par with the usual antics, maybe a little long. Uh, Spike looked good and is well used in these spots. This is much better use to him than what we thought we were getting with him in Storm, uh, just like New Jack. Uh, Dudleys continue to feel aimless, but they look lethal, and we'll see uh, if Public Enemy show and if that leads anywhere. So Jetty went two and three quarters, uh, pretty much in line with the usual stuff from these guys. Yeah, I mean, typical Dudley stuff, but wow, Bubba was uh, on a certain tear uh, during the match of throwing Spike in the fucking crowd. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I mean, it was brutal. Uh, and they uh, did not bleep out anything, which was weird. Mm. Why are they not bleeping out the cuss words? Because motherfucker definitely got through. Um, 
I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I thought it was very weird that it wasn't bleeped. Well, uh, pay-per-view, I guess, and Peacock. Maybe. Is it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Um, Joey says, Big Dick came and went. Another. Close to. JT-esque line there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Um, I debate whether this is a better use of Spike, but I did two and a half stars. Yeah, I, I went two and a half on it. The match almost felt kind of like a backdrop to the post-match with them challenging the public enemy. Like, I mean, the match was fine, but it almost felt like, like the Dudleys, you could have just had Gertner do his thing and then the Dudleys just shit on the crowd for 10 minutes and then challenge the public enemy. Like, you, you didn't necessarily need a match here. I'm fine with the match happening, but I don't know that you necessarily needed it. Uh, also, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, a man who should never not have facial hair. Jesus Oh Christ. yeah, that was rough. Oh, he did not look good. Good as a man himself, uh, myself, who should never not have facial hair. Believe me, good. All Lord. men should have facial hair. He, he, uh, yeah, he needs to grow that beard back immediately. He looked awful, but yeah, I mean, it was a standard one of these matches. Spike looked good. New, a uh, new Jack was uh, doing his new Jack things, which is always great. So I went two and a half on it. Uh, what are the odds of Public Enemy answering this call? No, we'll see. I don't know what their contracts are with WCW. If this is just more bravado, like Douglas Seems on a flare type Yeah, of I was stuff. just yeah. thinking to compare yeah. it to that, but it feels like a Bobo version of that. All right, Joey's in the nest. He reiterates that they're working to find a replacement for Masato Tanaka to take out a Rob Van Dam tonight. We then get a Rob Van Dam video package. Back to the ring, Lance Storm and Tabby Lynn Bitch strut out, confident as always. Storm grabs the mic, says there's no three-way dance. Despite Dougley already took a beating, he was going to give him anyway. Lynn is backstage crying about his cracked pelvis, so he's now freed up for bigger and better things. Storm says the only thing better would be having a belt on his waist. So if Rob Van Dam has the guts and wants a title shot, or he wants a title shot, as good a choice as any, I think, to get out of this. RVD gets his Mm -hmm. usual big pop, heads down with Fonzie. He's got his belt. RVD chugs some water. Joey says Fonzie's arm has been shattered. He's got screws in it under the cast. RVD and Storm talk trash. Storm pushes RVD in the face. We get going with a quick flurry. Storm goes to the eyes. He slugs away. RVD comes back with a drop kick. RVD cuts through Storm as Fonzie goes at Tammy, leading to Storm getting tied up and RVD hitting with a guillotine leg drop. Storm shoots RVD to the railing. RVD comes back and puts him over bent on the railing. Hits a leg drop off the apron. RVD kicks and punches away. Shoots Storm hard to the post. Back in the ring, RVD hits a gourd buster for two. Storm dodges a backdrop, gets two on a super kick. Storm gets to work with a jawbreaker, a hard clothesline elbow, and a low drop kick. Storm peppers away, knocks RVD off the top during a springboard, knocking him to the floor. They battle outside till Storm gets dumped in the crowd. RVD meets him with a springboard somersault senton. Storm recovers with a DDT on the floor. RVD punches his way back into it. RVD tries to spring off the railing, but Storm drop kicks him back into the crowd, flies into him with a springboard high cross body. We get back in the ring. Storm crotches RVD on top, tries a super back suplex. But RVD flies through onto his feet, follows with a corkscrew leg drop. RVD takes Storm down, twists him into a surfboard, releases and hits a senton for two. RVD stomps away. Storm is a springing back elbow for two. Follows with a cartwheel clothesline into a series of counters around a Van Daminator, ending with a stiff Storm chair shot. Storm picks the chair up. RVD pops up with a quick strike Van Daminator, knocking Storm to the floor. Fonzie tries to pick him up, but he's out cold, so RVD follows and drags him into the ring. Tammy ties up the ref. Storm wakes up and kicks RVD in the balls after playing possum. RVD survives, dodges a spin kick, and hits his own. Tries a Van Daminator. Storm ducks, and the referee eats it instead. Storm tries his own Van Daminator, but no ref there to count. 
Tammy tries to wake up the ref as Fonzie comes in with a chair. Storm blocks him. RVD gets a super van Daminator for two. Tries to five-star frog splash, but comes up empty. Get a series of pin covers and counters by both into a bridging German by RVD for the win. Uh, great as you would expect, especially since they had to design it on the fly with all the changes. Storm looked even to RVD, continues his hot streak. RVD's rolling at an elite level. RVD guts out a pure match against Storm. It's a big notch for him. And Storm takes a loss. Don't want to hurt him in any way. And even got a visual pin. Just two studs on the roster. Three and three quarters, Matt. Yeah, I went uh, I went three and a half on it. I enjoyed this match uh, a lot. RVD, uh, again, on an unbelievable tear. He's incredible every time he goes out there. Uh, I like that they started slow. They gave this a lot of time, which I think was great for these two guys. Um, there was one part where uh, Storm hit like a reverse DDT on the floor, and the thud it made was just disgusting. Like I'm a, like just the back of RVD's head. Just good lord. There's there's another concussion. Uh, I will say it was a little bit sloppy at points, but I think they were able to overcome that. And I did think the finish was a little weird. Like I I think I would have ended it with the top rope Van Daminator rather yep. than just do that weird like pinning combination yep. German suplex thing at the end. It was like one th- was one thing too. They many. tried one tease. Yeah, one. Yeah, one yeah. Match. It was one thing too. Like if that if this match ends with the top rope Daminator, I think it's a much better finish. But I mean, as it is, it's still a great match and another great title defense for RVD. So I don't know. He's on an unbelievable tear, like I said. So three and a half for me, Jenny. Yeah, I had that same note. Like, why are we doing the suplex at the end? With the, like, I like that. I mean, I like that move. But no, I mean, you need the Van Daminator, especially at the end of this match, because it was so gutsy by them both. Uh, I thought Storm looked great. I thought Tammy Lynn looked really good. <laughs> but anyway, um, <clears throat> like RVD, like y'all both just said, just another level type right now. Just... <laughs> never fails to put on incredible matches we've seen it week after week now and um just add another to his list and i wanted to bump it up to the four but i i did wiggle a little bit at the end so i did the three and three quarters all right great match and they definitely uh made up for the change ups for sure i agree yeah i'm okay with it yep all right, we got a video package for our next match, and that is Tommy Dreamer versus Just Incredible in a Stairway for Hell match. The war is raged on, very personal for a while. We have a good stip in place. Credible's out with Nicole Bass, Jason, and uh, his new boo, Jasmine, is all decked out in leather, quite the gang. Ooh. Dreamer stalks out solo. Joey reveals the rules, says this will get ugly quick. We start some strikes from both, then a big low blow by Tommy, followed by a spine buster and a cactus clothesline. Credible recovers outside, shoots Tommy to the railing, gets a boot on a charge. Tommy hot shots Credible on the railing. We head back inside. Credible blocks a chair shot. It's a slob drop on the chair. Credible shoots Tommy on the ramp. Drop holds Tommy into the open chair. Nicole Bass lands a cheap shot, barks at Tommy at a funny bit. Credible's crew is uh, running hot with the arrogance here. Credible slugs away back in the ring, but Tommy hits a Russian leg sweep, spikes Credible to the chair, catches Credible on a float over, hits a dreamer driver, goes to get the ladder. He smacks Credible and Jason with it. Credible ends up in the crowd. Tommy uses the ladder as a bridge. Smacks Credible with a cookie sheet from a fan and high fives him. Credible recovers with a baseball slide, but Tommy bounces up and drops Credible on the ladder. We get a smattering of chance for Funk as we head to the ring. Tommy uses the ladder to pummel Credible. Tommy misses an elbow drop. He bangs into the ladder. Puts Credible puts Tommy's arm between the ladder legs and smashes it with a chair. Tommy reverses a whip. He shoots Credible hard to the ladder, flies over the top to the floor. 
Tommy's elbows in rough shape as Credible tries to superplex. Tommy counters and throws him down. Jason comes in. Tommy throws him down hard. Jasmine is in, goes low on Tommy he's, and suplexes him. Tommy pops up, grabs her hair, and loads the DDT, but Jason saves. Credible stomps at Tommy but misses a sliding kick and bangs into the post. Bass tries to help but ends up yanking Credible into the post harder. Tommy hits a Spicoli driver. Joey says it's a tribute to Louie. Tommy seesaws the ladder into Credible, sets up the ladder and scales, but Credible yanks him to the mat. Credible gets a uh, sets up a chair across the top turnbuckle, leans the ladder against the ropes, puts Tommy on it, flips him through the table in a very unique spot. Tommy wills himself back inside. He shoots Credible to the ladder. Credible counters a DDT by showing Tommy to the ladder. Credible hits a swinging DDT, puts Tommy's head between the rungs, and runs the ladder into the post at a very nasty-looking spot. Credible sets up the ladder. Tommy comes in with a second one, sets up next to it. They both climb and slug away until the bloody Tommy takes Credible down with a diamond cutter. Joey says, good God. And that is a page out of someone's book. Tommy climbs the ladder, grabs a cane to a pop, and then leaps off the ladder into a DDT. Tommy ties Credible on the ropes. Out comes Terry Funk, smashes Tommy with a trash can. Credible canes Tommy, hits That's Incredible on the ladder, and wins the match. Funk beats Tommy to pieces with the trash can afterward. Uh, this is very good. I thought it was unique. It had some creative ladder spots, a complete disregard for health. Uh, <laughs> fitting for the rage and anger of this feud, but also works at a meta level with Credible's click ties, his ladder match exploits of that group. A good finish, too, with Funk costing Tommy. Credible wins cheap. Tommy refuses to fight back, leading to the loss. So we'll see where things go from here. Uh, pretty good showing, though, Jenny, with three and a half stars after the succeeded expectations from an in-ring standpoint. I mean, I, I would agree, um, largely thanks to the ladder work, because mm. I thought they used the ladder really fucking well in this match. Some cool stuff I've never seen before, and they kept incorporating it into the match, which I think is funny, like a stairway to hell match sounds kind of counterproductive. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, interesting step nonetheless and Nicole Bass was definitely mouthy uh, mm. on the ringside. Yeah, she was uh, in her bag tonight. Yeah, she was really on one. Like, I thought it added a lot to the match, which I, I tend to like her more than I, I suppose most people do. But, um, and then um, just some of the spots were just so gross looking, especially putting mm -hmm. his foot in the ladder um, and then the um, the that's incredible on the ladder to finish the match. So three and a half, Maddie. I'm with you guys. Uh, I went three and a half on this. Uh, another really fun match here. A fun garbage brawl. Uh, the ladder stuff, like you guys said, was uh, really great. Just uh, it's incredible. Again, showing out and, and yeah, it's a big sure. spot. Th this is closer to what I, th uh, the match they, I think they should have had at like a November to remember rather than the tag match. Like this is more in line with what I would think should have happened there. So, but I'm glad we at least got it. So yeah, I mean, just the spots were great. The ladder work was uh, great. Uh, presumably this feud's going to continue given the Terry Funk stuff. So I'm curious to see where it goes next, given that Credible's beaten Dreamer again. So, but yeah, uh, another fun match in a big spot for uh, Credible. So I went three and a half on it like you guys. I liked that Funk wasn't sort of around the whole time. Yeah, like, no, he just kind of yeah. came yep. in at the end and just smashed his fucking head with that trash yeah. can. Like yeah. it was yeah. perfectly done. Like, he didn't need to be like out nope. there screaming, doing stuff like that. So I'm glad they yeah. tended away from that. 
Stephen Prezak is outside Taz's locker room. He's been waiting for hours. And Taz Jesus. finally agreed. What a Prezak says it's Taz's first title shot. Prezak asks, tonight is the night. Taz mocks him, abrates a shitty question, says it's just another match, and Douglas is just another victim. Taz shoves Prezak away and says he'll be the new ECW champion. Shane Douglas and Francine are backstage. Shane shits on Sid, says he came to the wrong place. The task <laughs> to win the world title is easier up north or down south. Shane rants about Taz and their history since day one. Vows to leave tonight with the belt he made and he won't give up. And Taz can move on to other things. Shane calls Taz a bitch and is adamant the belt is his. Any quick thoughts on those promos before we get to the main event? I'm uh, nervous. <laughs> Taz uh, Taz asked uh, Prezak if he sells toothpicks for a living. <laughs> Which is a great line. It does look like a salesman. He's like, right, to the... camera, mic, me, we don't need you. Pulses them out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like to me, it's pretty telegraphed what's gonna happen here. But also, I feel that weird nervous <coughs> thing. We need Maddie in the house back. Yeah, we do. Main event time as Taz challenges Shane Douglas for the ECW World Title. Taz marches out. The lights dip down. We get an orange spotlight. Shane and Francine are out. Confidence brimming. We get a stare down. Shane running his mouth. Taz standing stoically. Joey talks about Shane's litany of injuries. Both guys' resumes. Finishers setting the stage for any new viewers. We get some feeling out and chain work, some quick pin covers to start into a stalemate. Taz tries to grind through, but we keep breaking and resetting with Shane slipping free. Shane lands some punches and kicks. Taz comes back with a head and arm Taz flex. Shane goes to the floor in pain. Shane returns and kicks away, uses the cast to choke and hammer on Taz. Taz catches Shane on a float over, snaps him down with an Alabama slam, knocks Shane outside with a lariat. He follows out with loads, but Shane shoots him into the railing and flips him to the crowd. Shane follows out. They brawl through the fans up the bleachers with both guys landing punches. They end up in the concourse and slugging away at each other there. Shane is busted open as they battle back down through the fans until Taz throws Douglas onto the platform in the back of the crowd. We get back to ringside where Taz shrugs off Shane's strikes, comes firing back, but Shane shoots Taz through a table that was leaning in the corner. Shane starts to work the neck. Taz is bleeding. Shane grabs a new table, sets it up in the corner. Taz snaps Shane through with a T-bone. The lights go out, fireworks go off, and out comes Sabu. He stands in the sparkles in his signature pose. Sabu flies in. It's a double springboard clothesline to both and cleans house. Sabu's music is blaring as he cleans house with a chair. Hits a springboard moonsault to the floor. Sabu sets up a table bridge and puts Shane through with a triple jump leg drop to a big pop. Sabu sets up another table, puts Taz through with a big splash. Shane crawls in and covers Taz for near fall. In comes Francine. Shane is calling out the triple threat, but Joey says there is a more triple threat. And Shane is delusional. In comes Tammy to check on Shane, but Francine shoves her away. They argue. Chris Candido comes in to break it up. He turns on Shane and slugs him down. And Taz finishes the match with a T-bone and Taz mission as Shane looks on in disbelief with the triple threat ending along with his world title reign. And a good pop for Taz. Uh, I thought they did a good job making this a good spectacle it was obviously limited due to Shane's injury, so they had to keep it basic with the bells and whistles. Couldn't be much of a grinder. Uh, and Taz's goal is what it is anyway, so it works. The crowd loved it. Uh, we don't get a lot of long-form brawls through the crowd. Just usually quick trips, so that was different. Mm -hmm. Sabu's energy was wild. The crowd was into Ooh. it. and really amped up the match. Uh, had a big match vibe to meet the moment. And while it would have been cool with Taz just to win or no bullshit, I thought it was fine having Sabu show up. He's been such a big part of the story. Uh, and it worked to make the move to a new era. I thought Candido's turn didn't make a lot of sense. 
Uh, we didn't really get any reasoning why he was suddenly turned on Douglas at all. Like, just give us some hint somewhere would have been made sense. Um, I do like Douglas losing everything. Like, that to me makes sense. That the triple threat's dead, mm -hmm. title's gone, his reign of terror is over. But give us like a hint as to why Candido would do this here in this night. So, Jenny went three and a half stars. I thought they, they did a good job of making this a, a moment and a spectacle and a shit show, um, fitting to end Douglas's reign and give Taz the belt that we've been waiting for for a while. A very big match feel, like you said. I loved the crowd brawling. I wasn't expecting that, especially not that intensely, because they were swallowed by the crowd. Like, it, you couldn't even get the cameraman in there for some of it. And um, they spent a lot of time outside of the ring uh, in the crowd, but I thought they did it really well. Like, it was sort of like, <laughs> it felt like, <laughs> oh no, it felt like a, like a pageant girl's last walk as a as the queen, right? It's like Shane's last crowd brawl. Like I don't know. I don't know what happens to Shane. I don't know if he stays around. I don't know if he leaves now. Uh, to me, this felt like a real good goodbye for Shane. But um, my thought was like, I can't wait to see what crazy. Chris Candido promos we're going to get now uh, to explain his turn. That is my assumption that we'll get those, but we may not. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, some explanation would be good. I would prefer it maybe during the match or after. Um, but I, I suppose that's something to look forward to. I liked Sonny and Fran tying it up. Fran did the fucking spear like a queen. Uh, she nailed it. That was so great. Um, Sabu was perfect in this. Mm -hmm. He looked amazing. The pop was awesome. And yeah, he should definitely be a part of this. He was such a fucking bad man when he came in there. Like he always is like, he's incredible. Um, and I like the build to this match because you, you got a couple of different stages of it. You got some like chain wrestling and stuff like that in the beginning and the great crowd stuff to just, you know, madness by the end so um i like that he didn't tap out and that mm. he made the ref raise his arm i i, I just kept saying don't tap don't tap I, I just didn't want it and so i'm super happy they didn't do it um three and three quarter stars matt so i've changed since i've watched this i've changed my rating on this like eight times really i i just i cannot I, i'm still debating what to rate it and why i keep changing it is because the stuff that bugged me in this match really bugged me like mm -hmm. the, the biggest thing was the candido thing bugged the hell out of me and it bugged the hell out of me because one like jt said there was no explanation to it like it just kind of happens out of nowhere he just shows up and i guess i'll all right i'm gonna turn on shane now it's just like it's it feels random to me mm -hmm. and, but the main thing about it is i didn't like that it led to the finish and it led to taz winning because i feel like that doesn't help taz any that uh, that yeah. shane that shane only lost because Candido punched him in the mouth. You know what yeah, I mean? Right I, think this, I think this is one case where you can assume yeah. Taz is going to win either way. I mean, yeah. like, like it was yeah. pretty obvious he had his he had a beat. Seb and it almost offset Sabu a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, my biggest issue is that it just comes out of nowhere. I do like the end of an era feel to it. Like this is yes. the end of the triple threat Big era, time. the end of Shane as a world Ooh. champion. Yeah. Um, 
you know, the end of, of Tammy and Chris, maybe who knows, like, but like, whatever it is, it's like, this feels final. And it feels like we're finally moving on to like mm-hmm. Taz's ECW. Right. Uh, and going from there. But I don't disagree with you. I think I could have done without the Candido thing. Maybe they come, maybe a better way would have been like Shane is in the Taz mission. Candido comes down the aisle and Shane reaches for him and Candido yeah. flips him off and walks away. Like maybe mm. something like, like let him be trapped in the Taz mission mm. versus hitting him, you know? But I mean, like the stuff I liked in this match, I really liked. Like when it was the two of them just doing their thing, I thought it was yeah. really great. And I didn't mind the set. You had to have Sabu a part of this. Like there's no way you couldn't. So it makes sense that he comes out and just wrecks shop on everybody. Yeah. Like That's I like, awesome. I like that. I thought that was great. So, I mean, I landed on three and a quarter for this, which I oh. mean, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I didn't like the Candido thing. No, no, you didn't. All right. <laughs> but I mean, it is still a. It, it felt like like they needed to do the title change here, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, you, you had to. You couldn't yeah. delay it anymore. You've already delayed it enough as it is. You had to switch the title here, so uh, we're finally getting Taz's world yeah, champion. And, and it feels like a new era across the board. Super yeah. crazy to Jerry Tanaka, yep. uh, mm-hmm. Storm. You know, what I mean? like like it feel everything feels like okay. We're yeah. it feels like a major like we get these shifts every year and a half or so in ECW, and it feels like we're due for another one now. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it's presented and how it rolls on. But all right, Taz is finally champ. Uh, let's get to our awards here. Best match. I had RVD and Storm, even though I had a few kind of tied around the same score. I did uh, to Jerry versus Super Crazy. Same. Crazy to Jerry for me. All right, worst match. I'm with the opener, the FBI, Doran, Roadkill, Rotten Balls. Yep. Um, Which is I still had, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I had Sid and Cronus just. <laughs> how yeah. dare you? Yeah. I know. Sorry. Uh, best moments. I was Sid's arrival, and then Sabu showing up with a crowd just like loses their mind. Yeah. And he comes flying out there. I like both of those a lot. And fireworks. Fireworks yeah. were great. I think the Sabu thing could have been something we didn't like if the energy and execution wasn't so good. I, I think that they that. really made it. He it had worked something because, yeah. special. Mm-hmm. Was he wearing the belt? Was he wearing the FTW I belt? I don't, I don't either. I got it on at all until he comes out. Um, most 90s, I was Sid showing up randomly. In a uh, <laughs> Sid squash, 90s. Yep. Uh, stock rising of Funk to Jerry, Crazy Sid, uh, Bubba Ray's Body Mass Index, Rob Van Dam, <laughs> Storm. Credible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stock falling, I would pour Big Sal and Gui- Big Guido's brains. Uh, just yeah. getting scrambled in that opener. Cronus and Spike. Bubba's beard. Yeah, Bubba's beard. Of his health. Um, <laughs> all right, final grade. I this is a great paper. I went eight and a half out of ten. I mean, you had a lot of great matches. The low end stuff was still good. You had the Sid moment, you had the world title change. They really did a nice job of readjusting on the fly um and paying off. So, like, we're in a um, to me, we're in a surprising little hot streak in December mm-hmm. and into this pay-per-view here. We'll see if they continue on to the next one. But um, I thought this delivered. I think if you order the show, you're pretty happy, even with all the changes. Yeah, I, I got to admit the changes that they implemented did not hurt the show, I don't think. And no. um, part of me wants to say it could have been a good 30 minutes shorter, um, but they really leaned into all the intros and like the video packages. Mm-hmm. And so the length I felt like was an issue for me, like definitely could have cut the fat on this shit. Like the recapping was a little bit intense Mm because we just sat through a recap show on your TV. So, like, 
Yeah, but don't forget, you, this this audience is different, right? Because you're not going to have – a lot of people maybe ordering the pay-per-view don't see the TV weekly. Um, so I, I I look at this almost like Saturday Night's Main Event used to be. Like you have to you have to assume it's a different universe than what you normally play to. I think that's why Joey does so much explanation. That's why he's like – they recaps feud every match. Like I think that it's assuming that there's a ton of new eyes on this product and they have to introduce – they have to take the opportunity to welcome them in uh, new every time. So I think it's just different than a standard TV situation. Yeah, that's good. I did the 8 out of 10. Yeah, uh, I went 8 out of 10 too. It's a huge bounce back from November to remember. In a perfect world, this is probably what November to remember would have looked like. But they had to delay everything a, month, a couple of months due to you know injuries and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. It's, everything on this show felt like a big deal. Save for maybe the opener, but there was the opener. So, I mean, yeah, 8 out of 10. I'd have to look back at Grays. I mean, it might be the best pay-per-view they've done. Um, it's up there with Pete. Yeah, I think he... I think he yeah, he waved. Yeah, this and he waved are close, so. They're on a hot... You know, three out of the last four, so it's been really good. Uh, <coughs> all right, so that'll do it. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Uh, we'll cover the next four weeks of television, taking us to the end of January. We'll see how Taz's title reign goes and how they rebound from here and how they uh, set up the next pay-per-view uh, living dangerously in March. So lots to cover. Be sure to check out everything in North South Connection. Subscribe to our social media, YouTube, and all podcast applications. Stay extreme. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thanks for watching.